Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. You know, Kevin, so often we will say, oh, this is perfect football weather. Is this perfect basketball weather? <laughs> I didn't mean to. Randy, I, it is. I, didn't mean to, I didn't mean to knock you out of your chair. <laughs> no, I was trying to get my phone. I couldn't get the screen to work. It's it's perfect basketball weather if you're playing indoors and you've got proper heating. <laughs> um, anything outside, I don't recommend. Uh, no, no, I, I don't think this is where you head to the uh, asphalt and uh, play a game of hoops right now. I I. I don't. I don't know Randy, how. I, I was so obsessed with it as a kid. I would do that. I, you know, it, it would be so cold outside. It would, the, the, the temperature would affect the pressure, air pressure in the basketball, and I'd play through it anyway. Just to drive my mom bonkers. But I mean, it didn't matter the conditions: rain, cold, snow. If I could find a way to go outside and play basketball, I would. Wow. How about that? Did, did were you able to dribble on the ice? I mean, I'd have to. So you, what I would do is I'd walk down to where the closest court was uh, and, and scrape it. That's how much I wanted to play. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Mm -hmm. You could have made money going around the neighborhood and then clean off sidewalks and so forth. I wasn't I wasn't that, uh, you know, I, I didn't have that. You weren't that ambitious. I, I should have done that. <laughs> uh, That's great. Well, can you scrape the ice off Arkansas shooters? I think Ooh, for the women as well. Go. Can you help the women out also? Yeah, Arkansas is just, you know, we, we've seen Arkansas annually start slow in SEC play. I think the, the biggest problem here is the team started slow to the season. I mean, when you when you go three out of four, you lose three out of four games in November. I mean, Arkansas never lost two games in all of non-conference play in those previous three seasons. Uh, and that included, obviously, November, December games, and then when you played that Big 12 SEC Challenge, which is no longer around in January, when you added all that up, Arkansas never lost two non more than two non-conference games. Well, they lost three in November against Oklahoma, and that was ugly early December. And even though there was a, a, a bit of a winning streak there, it wasn't against this level of – you know, when you get in the SEC, it's just different. I'm not saying some of these mid-majors aren't good teams and present challenges. Obviously – they did to this Arkansas team, but there's just a different collective athleticism link, uh, talent levels. Uh, the coaching to me it takes a, it's a it's a notch above when you get into league play, and, and we're seeing already Arkansas's got two double digit losses. One of them not just double digits, a, a record loss at home at Bud Walton Arena. When you look at that margin, 32 points to Auburn. Um, you know, I think Georgia. When I look at it from a personnel standpoint, I really believe. Individually, Arkansas's talent's better, but one team is a, a, a team and playing like a team and has won 10 straight, getting Arkansas at home. Arkansas had its moments and gave itself a chance late, but, uh, you know, it was a game. Again, you know, Rick mentioned it, icy shooting. That was part of the problem, especially from three, when you look at that, three of 21. And then Arkansas just has too many lapses on both sides of the ball to sustain enough. I mean, Arkansas never led in that game, never had a lead. No. 
Um, couldn't couldn't get couldn't get over the hump, as they say. Um, weren't even tied. Rick, no, weren't even tied. Things. Yeah, don't, weren't even tied. Unless you're talking zero zero. Started six to nothing, and you know Arkansas never even tied the game. Had one had a chance. What did Arkansas do in that six to nothing start? One offensive offensive foul turnover followed by four consecutive three point attempts. Yeah, right. Never got a paint touch. Never moved the ball inside out. Never pressured or attacked the rim. Which I'm sorry, you're going to have to do that. Uh, no matter how much better you are with some of your three-point shooting, you, you can't go on the road and, and play a soft brand of basketball and not challenge teams, especially when you probably had a talent advantage. I think Arkansas did in that game. It didn't matter. Ten-point loss, and you were down ten at halftime. You fought within three, and you ended up on the scoreboard still down ten. So you, you broke even in the second half, which is not good enough to win in the SEC, certainly not on the road. I saw somebody post on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, and I'll still call it Twitter, lessons learned from Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. And they had top ten lessons that they learned. And one of them that sticks out prominently to me, you're addressing, is team always comes first. No individual is above the team. And I'm not saying there's individuals on this team that are putting themselves first. I don't know. I'm not around them. I have no idea. But to your point, that Georgia was more of a team than Arkansas says something is going on, that this team is not gelling together to saying the most important thing is to win, not whether I get a shot off or not. Well, and here's a combination of things that I think is more troubling this time around than the previous three years. Eric Melsman keeps saying that their practices are great. Mm. Practices are great. He's got no complaints there. So, yeah, so how do you, you improve, keep hearing huh? from players and coach that the chemistry, there's none, all of that's great. Everybody gets along, everybody's working, you know. So you got those two problems. You got those two things that don't seem like a problem at all. And yet you're seeing consistent not carrying over to the floor. You're seeing guys that are supposed to be defensive specialists or all SEC preseason picks or what things that you expected that you're just not seeing enough from in terms of consistent production and execution. So I think that's more problematic than previous years where you where Mussman was frank and said, we're not very good. You know, we don't always have great practice or we don't have everyone in the gym. Uh, everybody needs to be in the gym on their own time to get better or work on things. You you, you don't hear as much of that. So if, if everything's hunky-dory behind the doors, behind closed doors and practices are great, where can you go from that? What more can you get out of this team uh, to turn a corner. I, I think that's a little troubling. It, it it sounds like a positive, but in fact, when the results are what they are, given that, wh- where do you go from there? I can use two examples that now almost seem like um, dreams. That is the exhibition game against Purdue and the game against Duke. And then you were talking about the mid-majors and so forth and so on, Kevin. Not the same as, and I'm not saying Auburn is going to make it to the Final Four, and certainly I'm not saying Georgia's going to make it to the Final Four. But here is something, as I was looking through today, uh, doing the Double R Prop specials, and uh, on the season... Arkansas as a team is averaging 79.1, allowing 76.8. And I realize this is a small sample size because you only have two games. Arkansas, while in non-conference 
averaged 79.1, or all games, I should say. That's through 14 games. Arkansas averaging 79.1 overall, but in the two SEC games, Arkansas is averaging 58.5. And defensively, I mentioned Arkansas in non-conference or overall, 76.8. They are lying overall in two games defensively, 79.5. And then when you go down on the averages, Devontae Davis, four and a half. Khalif Battle, four and a half. Chandler Lawson. No, no, let me correct that. Battle is three and a half. Makai Mitchell is four and a half. Then Chandler Lawson is three and a half. L. Ellis, 0.0. Layden Blocker, which we hadn't played much, 0.0. And Joseph Pinion has played just that six-minute stretch against Auburn, 0.0. But then when you even get up to your starters, Jalen Graham, 6.5. Jeremiah Davenport, 7.0. Keon Minifield, 7.0. Trevin Bazil, 10 points. He's averaging 9.9 on the overall season, so... He's pretty much meeting his average. Same thing with uh, Traymond Mark, 17 in SEC games, 17 in the overall season games. 59 points a game, I'm not sure, would win back before you had the shot clock. <laughs> Eddie Sutton, maybe. Yeah. Well, if you, if you look at these opponents, Auburn was an elite offense, was averaging in the mid-80s in scoring. They effectively got there on the road at Arkansas with 83 points. Uh, Georgia pretty much hit its number mid seventies in scoring. Arkansas is not living up to it. You just went through it, Randy. And, mm-hmm. and, but the problems I see first and foremost are defensively. Sure. And, yeah. and the offense has had its struggles for sure. You know, a guy like Battle, who's been Arkansas's leading or second leading scorer most of the year, has really dropped off in multiple games of late. That stretch back that actually stretches back into the end of non conference play. I think I think a couple of things. You look at Trevor in Brazil. By the way, in eight games last year, eleven point eight points. He's down to nine point nine. He was getting over eight and a half shots per game. Now it's under seven. Um, he, he's just you know these last since that Duke game. You mentioned that Arkansas's best win, a quad one win, the only one. Nineteen eleven and two blocks. Kept three straight, you know, three games in a re, of recency at that time of double doubles. He hasn't been the same player since then. I hear the music. Kevin, either overrated or underachieving. And it may be a little bit of both. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Well, I got to ask you, Kev, if you were looking at my double R prop specials for this game, and you heard Neil just a moment ago saying there are 
several attractive ones over here, uh, on here. Um, Jeremiah Davenport, eight and a half points over six and a half field goal, uh, field goals attempted. That's plus 325. Uh, L. Ellis, over one and a half points. He's just got to score basket over 0.5 three-pointers, which he hadn't exactly been tearing it up from three as of late. But I'm telling you, it's it's getting it's, – it's almost like it was back in football. These numbers are getting almost impossible to come up with to make it fair for everybody. Yeah, uh... You know, Randy, I don't gamble or do the parlays or any of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, but just I hearing understand. those raw numbers, just just hearing those raw numbers, you'd think uh, Arkansas's players that were recruited here wouldn't have problems managing some of this. Uh, it just hasn't played out that way. I mean, you mentioned Ellis. I mean, he he didn't score in the Bahamas. He, he didn't scratch. He started playing off the bench over there and he couldn't get going. His confidence has been down. He's not been a good system fit. He's not been able to play that lead guard role. I think Keon Minifield Jr. probably is the best fit for that, but he's also struggled in league play. I think there's a lot of problems on both sides of the ball. The defense, I think it's got to get fixed there. It always has been the place where there, if there's an identity on a Musman team, it's it's defense first and they're nowhere near it. I mean, 10th, 11th, and 17th in each of the past three seasons, those were their final rankings in Ken Palm and the adjusted defensive efficiency. Right now they're 95th in that metric. Nowhere near the top 20. And I think our eyes, the eye test tells us we see that. I mean, I could go through a litany of problems on that side of the ball. And then you saw what Tremont Mark did in this past game, just kind of carried Arkansas. That's not a formula for sustained winning. You need more than one guy playing hero ball, and I'm not blaming him. I'm saying yeah. – Kudos to him for stepping up, but it's going to take more than that. Um, you know, I think the one positive you take on the, in the first true road game was at Arkansas after falling behind 13, down 10 at the half. They were within a possession deficit a couple of times late, right around the five-minute mark, down three, 60-57. Brazil misses the front end of a one-and-one, or they could have gotten it even closer. I'm not just blaming that up, the loss on him. I'm saying that was what happened at that juncture. Uh, and then a mini run by, by Georgia kind of put it a two, back to two, three possession lead, and that was it. So Arkansas at least, at least, and, and a lot of that's on Tremont Mark kind of taking over. You know, we saw his numbers. He didn't just score. I mean, seven rebounds led the team. Three assists, three blocks, three steals. It, I'd like to see more guys on offense, but I always want to see Tremont Mark check those other boxes. That's what I thought Arkansas was getting when he transferred from Houston. He has had a double-double this year a few games back where he had the 11 rebounds. Arkansas needs more of that. He's turning in the right way. Maybe Keon Minifield snaps back into what we saw at the end in those last three games in non-conference. Maybe we've seen more from him. Devo Davis and Brazil to me, all SEC preseason picks, it just hasn't been there. They, they've got to step up. There's got to be leadership and accountability from those two. And I think guys like Battle, you know, I mean, maybe he's in a slump. He's not been a great defender, but he has been a scorer. Arkansas needs his offense. I mean, pieces have got to start to fall into place around this. Davenport's a guy that I thought gave Arkansas a positive second half against Georgia. He was battling on the glass, man. Even when he didn't get rebounds, he was fighting for them. And he hit some shots. He hit some big shots in that stretch. Who might be? Okay, let's let's just 
Uh, let's just imagine. Who might be the five starters that you would put out there, Kevin, that would get you off to a good defensive start? Who would be the five that you would put on the floor? Because that that is another issue that is uh, this team is digging such a hole in the early beginning. Rick talked about the 6 nothing uh, beginning against Georgia. Uh, but that seems to be you're playing uphill the entire night. So, you know, well, there's the music. Okay, can you name off five real quick defensively who you'd, who you'd like to see start? Well, it's got to be Devo, number one. I think Tremont Mark's getting better. So those are two. Randy, I can't give you an answer for the rest of them. Brazil's disappointed other than some rim protection. Minifield's been good offensively. We haven't seen it defensively, although I like him in the starting lineup. Uh, Chandler Lawson's probably been the most consistent with the five defensively. All right, Kevin, have a great weekend. We'll talk with you next week. Kevin McPherson.